podcast. I'm Lily. I'm Joyce and we started this podcast to talk about our con experiences and just general con culture starting off with KCON New York. KCON New York. So KCON is or at least KCON New York is part of the two larger KCONs one in LA one in New York. KCON is the original convention dedicated to bringing all things Hallyu to the American fan base. The first one started in LA back in 2012 New York's first one was in 2015, and yeah, that's a brief history on KCON. We've both been to KCON New York. Last year was my first year going, and it was fun. That was a good time. Yeah, I remember we mainly went for CM Blue. Pretty much whenever CM Blue was announced, I remember thinking like, oh, I'm going to KCON. <laughs> like, that's how it's going to be right now. And I remember like other... Big names were announced. Like twice went twice went last year. I oh yeah, don't we don't remember. Like <laughs> cool. I've seen twice live. Mm-hmm. I kind of forget about that. NCT one twenty seven went last year, mm-hmm. and like they were a big name, but like I didn't care. And then yeah, so I was only there mostly. We were both mostly there for seeing Blue, and then I love Highlight when they were Beast. Good luck was a jam. And fiction is, of course, like, legendary. So I was really happy to see Highlight. And then Highlight did good luck. It was a time. I was so excited. (laughs) Yeah. So that was 2017. It's funny because I feel like both you and me, we tend to go for, like, the artists that are not really the headliners or, like, the people who bring in most of the fans. Because it was seeing blue for us that particular year. And then I remember the year before when I went... I went for Mamamoo, and I think I remember going around people being like, I don't even know who they are. So, if you don't know Mamamoo, you need to get on that. That's true. I think it was just at the time because it was more closer to when they debuted, if you know what I mean. And then they kind of grew more with the more releases they came out with afterwards. But, I mean, they were amazing. CM Blue was amazing. Yeah. Um, We're very excited to go this year. Excited to go this year. Mm -hmm. Who are you most excited to see this year? The only reason I'm going is for Super Junior. I know that sounds ridiculous. And like, I'm not even that into Super Junior anymore. I mean, they're they're legends. They're legends. They're one of, when I got in, I got into K-pop because of FX. And from that, the, all of my like YouTube suggestion ones and one of my other K-pop friends suggested that like, oh, you should listen to Shiny because that's FX's brother group. And also you should just listen to Super Junior because that like, their SM, Everyone knows Super Junior. I was like, okay. And yeah, those three, Shiny, FX, and Super Junior, are the reason that I'm obsessed with this lifestyle cult thing that we call K-pop fandom. And yeah, I'm not as hype about Super Junior anymore. I say as I have this big-ass Super Junior M <laughs> poster in our room. Joyce and I are roommates. Yeah. So like, this poster stares the both of us down daily. It's very big. It's the... SJM Supergirl album cover because in my opinion SJM was better is better than Super Junior <laughs> um, They just come out with better music. I'm sorry So yeah, I am literally going to KCON just to see Suju <laughs> I mean there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, that's what exactly what we did last year 
Um, I am definitely excited for Red Velvet, which I've talked a little bit about before. I originally wasn't a big fan of them until very recently. Like, I listen to some of their songs. In general, I listen to a lot of, like, what's popular right now, whatever's trending, what's in the top 10. And whenever Red Velvet songs are up there, like, obviously I would listen to some of their songs. But I think recently I came to a realization about I really like how their style differentiates from other girl groups. I don't know if you agree with me, but I personally think that <laughs> I, I know Lily has different opinions about Red Velvet compared to me, but there's a very specific image I feel like that girl groups, the majority of girl groups have in Korea and they don't do that. And that's why I personally really like their style, their music, what they put out. And so I'm really excited to see them in concert. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So real quick, we know that like, those are the big SM names this yeah. year, but let's go over the lineup real quick. Oh yeah, we should do that. <laughs> On Saturday, we, the day one, it's Highs, Pentagon, Red Velvet, Stray Kids, and then Super Junior. And then day two is EXID, Fromis underscore nine. And then gold, day two is Golden Child, NCT 127, again. It's not yeah. even a different NCT, it's the same NCT. Again, they're just gonna redo Cherry Bomb. Yeah. And then 101 is the headliner on day two, which is like, that's a big deal. I'm not a huge fan of 101. I really just don't like the concept of produce mm -hmm. and like what it does. But like, this is a really good lineup. Yeah. I've seen a lot of people talk about how, cause typically New York versus LA, LA gets the better lineup and all of LA's lineup hasn't been announced yet. But from just this, I feel like it might be more equal this time. Yeah, last year, even like we we were like lukewarm on the lineup except for like one or two high points. I know a lot of the complaints were that it was a lot of new rookie groups. Yeah. Which like, yeah, that's fair. Rookie groups should have their time to come to the US and like get in the spotlight. And they were good. Like we saw SF9, they were good. Mm -hmm. I don't remember anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, well, G-Friend isn't a rookie, but they were one of the yeah. groups that came. They were good. I liked G-Friend. Mm -hmm. um, but then I remember when the LA lineup last year got announced, and they were stacked. Yeah. They got Card and got Seven and a lot of other groups that I can't remember, but like <laughs> they were stacked, and New York fans were really mad. I was really mad, too. Mm -hmm. So this year is a, objectively a good year, even if I only care about one of them. Yeah. Um, just also really entertained by how, like, Red Velvet is the new FX, Stray Kids is the new GOT7, <laughs> NCT is the new EXO, so they they didn't get the legacy groups, they got the replacements. Yeah. For the record, I love FX, GOT7, <laughs> and EXO. I'm not happy they're getting replaced, but we all know it was gonna happen. Mm -hmm. Also, like I would imagine like with how those groups are doing right now, like they couldn't have been invited to... The con. Okay, FX is dead. I mean, that's true. <laughs> we might have to cut that out because I slammed my hands on the table. <laughs> well, that's a whole other issue. If you ever yeah. want to ask me about my feelings that about FX be... versus Red Velvet, do so in person. That could be a whole like episode on its own, I feel like. Yeah, it's a problem. So last year, we went, obviously, and it was we had a good time. Uh, that was my first K-Con that wasn't my my first K-pop concert because my first one was again another one the two of us did together. We went to go see Big Bang on their Made tour, also in New Jersey, at this exact same location. <laughs> like for KCON New York, it's actually KCON New Jersey. But yeah, no, we we had some fun. I enjoyed the like the convention part of KCON is it's low key. Like everyone knows people are there for the concert, but they had 
like a merch table. They had some panels with like not K-pop experts, but like K-pop influencers. Yeah, like YouTubers and like a writer. Maybe, yeah, and I don't know. I feel like from last year and the first time I went to KCON, there's not a lot to do at the con part of the convention. Like I just remember going around. And being like, oh cool, like there's some like food that they sell at this booth, and most of the booths sell like the albums and stuff like that, which is like a one trip thing. You yeah. go once and then you're done. And so, well, if you see LA, like the videos of LA's con, there's so much more happening. There's so many bigger booths, so much more like activities you can take part of. That I just feel like it lacks a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and that because of that, like I just remember. Going around and then it just ends up being a lot of people waiting for the concert to happen, which is hours in advance sometimes because the con is so small. Right. Mm -hmm. Also, a lot of the like ridiculous diamond platinum level people will go and then just sit down. Like they just get in line that early and they don't even care about the convention part. Yeah. The convention part is more like I feel like that's where their sponsors get to shine because then you'll see the like. The beauty products, and then like Toyota, and their spinny wheel crane game thing, and stuff like that. So like, yeah, the con mostly makes sense for ads and sponsorships. Yeah. And then like, the side stage is cool. That's exists. Yeah. Oh yeah, and they have like the dancing like competitions or whatnot, yeah. and contests. Yeah. KCON yeah. needs to figure out their ticket prices, because I know that was an issue that they had this year, is because they redid the seating arrangements, and then they mm -hmm. redid ticket tiers. And no one was happy, because everything just got way more expensive, and if you wanted to just go and enjoy some good music, you ended up paying a lot of money. Like, the two of us got the lowest level, and we are, like, way up in the nosebleed, so we're gonna barely kind of see these tiny dancing dots <laughs> that might be K-pop idols. And we're still paying a lot of money for this experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, how are you gonna prepare for KCON this year? Like, what are you gonna bring, or... Um, well, the main thing I like to do is bring my camera to film the con and the concert sometimes, which brings up a story from last year, which was, so I typically like to take fan cams sometimes of groups I really enjoy. I think that's like obviously part of the K-pop culture. And just for me, I like to look back on it. Me and my, my one friend, um, we talk about like a lot of people being like live in the moment, but there's something about like it's nice to like look back on stuff that you've taken during your experience at the concert and the con. And I like to make recap videos a lot. And so the night CM Blue was performing, I brought my camera through security. And I've done this every single time at the Prudential Center. And I assume they've seen it before and let me go through. But this time they saw the camera and they explained like, oh, if it has a zooming lens, you can't bring it into the concert. And so I just remember thinking, oh, that sucks. Well, okay, what should I do? And they, I just remember them saying, you need to either take it back with you to the car, or you need to bring it into the office. The I don't remember. Check. Yeah, so they hold on to cameras, pretty much. Yeah, and so I mean, I was like, sure, I'll go. And I remember them following us to that office so that and I it can wasn't drop nearby. It off. Like we had to go to the other side of the arena, opposite from our seats. Not even it was. It wasn't anywhere convenient. And we, yeah, we were followed the entire time by one person, but like her camera isn't like a huge DSLR with like a wildlife photographer lens. It is a small handheld video camera that's a bit more advanced than a phone. Mm -hmm. And then they followed us and I just remember thinking, it's like they didn't trust us to like do it on our own. But um, 
I mean, also, it was very unfair because so many people got through with their, like, larger cameras and, like, more sketchy, like, items, and so, I don't know. That one guard we had was yeah. a little eager. Yeah. But my main tip from my one year at KCON is a lot of KCON New York is outdoors and it is in June. So depending on the weather in New Jersey, it's going to be really hot. So my rookie mistake <laughs> was getting hella dehydrated throughout the entire day, the day CM Blue was performing. So the one day where I needed full brain function, I did not have it. So it started in the day and it was kind of hot, like it was fairly warm and we were just out doing a thing and at one point I think we got lunch there and I did have a bottle of water, maybe, doubtfully. But I mean, we walk a lot yeah. and we are sweating a lot. Yeah, and it's outdoors on the pavement, so like, I got re-dehydrated or I got even more dehydrated, but on our way in, after the whole camera thing, we were going to our seats, we passed this like pretzel stand and I was like, you know what? I want one of those. I was fine at this point, so I was like, yes, food, salty food. <laughs> so I got a sugar cinnamon thing and I, we sat down in our seats. I also want to note that this was a large pretzel. It wasn't just like a... Yeah, it was <laughs> one of those like mall pretzels that like, they're, they're pretty large. Yeah. And this thing was covered in sugar. And I, I was thought I was doing okay. And I was like, cool. So we sat down. I was nomin' on a pretzel. <laughs> and then I finished it. And like that, I had a headache like a motherfucker. Mm -hmm. And it didn't go away the entire night. And it probably got worse because there's like lights and like loud music and people screaming around you. It got so much worse. There was, I don't remember who all performed, but I remember it was either, it was one of the boy groups, which doesn't NCT help. NCT 127. It was before NCT. Oh, okay. It was Never another mind. one of the boy groups, which doesn't help because there were mostly boy groups. <laughs> um, but they had their bass turned up super high and it was just, it was just banging on my head the entire time and I was dying very quietly, but trying to enjoy the concert, but I was mostly dying. And then NCT went, and they, whatever, for, I guess for like, Firetruck and Terry Bomb or whatever, they're red, like their go-to color is red. Oh my god, those things were lasers. All of their very bright red spotlights were just going ham around the stadium, and I died even more. <laughs> but for some reason, I never at any point thought I should get up and go buy a bottle of water <laughs> and not die. Instead, I sat there thinking he's like, oh, it's just a small headache, I'll be fine. And then it got worse with the bass, it got worse with NC-17. I, I don't remember Twice's performance because I was dying and just not committed enough to remember it. And then they were second to last and then CM Blue was last. And like, I don't know if I just transcended pain at that point, but like, I was fine during CM Blue's whole thing. Like, it was a time. I, I remember seeing Blue's performance, it was great, and then KCON ended, and then I died again. <laughs> <laughs> and we went back home at that point, and I remember, yeah, I was, I was nauseous at that point, like, you could tell something was wrong with me, I told you, like, oh, I have a headache. So then we got back, and I pounded more water than I ever had in my entire life, and it didn't really help, so, like, I had to get, like, headache medicine, and then, yeah, so, lesson here, kids, drink water. Yeah. <laughs> drink Super a important. lot of water. If there was one more act, I probably would have fainted at some point that night. Mmm. So, yeah, drink water. Also, a few days before KCON, we're in for just, like, a shit ton of K-pop, because we're gonna go see The Love of My Life live <laughs> in Boston. We're gonna go see Eric Nam. 
and I am so hyped. Like I said earlier, I love him. I saw him last year when he went to New York on his uh, mini tour. He's great and wonderful. Yeah, I saw him too back in KCON 2016. He's an awesome performer. He did a really cool duet with Ailey too that time, I remember, and it was like a special stage. It was definitely a promo for Toyota because they came out of a Toyota car or whatever and like started performing after they left the car. It was so cheesy, I know, so obvious and in your face, but I mean, it was such an amazing performance by two amazing singers. So, so good. I miss, Ailey needs to come back. I agree. She is I miss her. so good. What song did they do? Uh, I think they covered some by Soyu and whoever the oh, other duet yeah. person was, but it was just, again, the car was in the middle of the stage. <laughs> it was really bizarre. I yeah. mean, expect it, kind of like you said before, like the, what's it called, the sponsors are very heavy yeah. in these cons. I'm sure. Man, I love that. Wait, oh my god, 2016, that was the year he went coast to coast, and he did a duet with Amber in LA, and I... That's- I forgot about that. I hate KCON LA so much. <laughs> Someday I'm gonna go and then I'll stop hating it. But like, yeah. Mm -hmm. So we're excited for that. Um, this is also just a big con summer for us in general. Yeah. We're going- both of us, again, are going to Boston Comic Con. That's also very exciting. We went last year, so this will be our second time going. Mm -hmm. Last year was our first year, and I'm excited. Um, and then you're going to a con on your own. Oh yeah, I'm going to Liberty City Anime Con. Very excited for that. It's a pretty small con, like in the middle, in the heart of New York, but it's like very, a lot of people know each other because it's so small, but I personally really like small cons like that. Yeah. You've small been a bunch, con. right? Yeah. Nice. Um, do you mean cons in general? Liberty City. Oh, Liberty City. Yeah. This will be my third time going, and this will be my third time making a cosplay video for it, so I'm very excited for that. Nice. All right. Well, I mean, like, that's KCON. For now, that's the pre-KCON yeah. episode. Yeah, and like, what well, are... Our thoughts on it yeah so I guess we'll wrap up for episode one um, yeah and we'll wrap up with what are you into right now Joyce I got back into welcome to the ballroom which I started a year ago which sounds <laughs> insane but it's I don't know why I dropped it off I guess I was just watching too many things and I had I was juggling a lot of things regarding like school I had school that time and so I picked it up again last night and it's, it's so good. I'm so sad that I didn't finish it earlier. But then again, I have a tendency to do that for a lot of shows. I get a lot of heat about not finishing certain shows, but I'm very <laughs> excited to finish this and then move on to all these other shows that I really need to catch up. I think this summer is going to be my catch-up summer where I catch up on a lot of the sequels slash shows I ended up dropping off. How about you? Uh, I'm in the middle of D. Gray Man. I'm like a dozen or so episodes away from the halfway point. Nice. So then after that, I just had 50 more to go. Um, <laughs> I enjoy it. It's really, it reminds me a lot of Soul Eater. I think they came out roughly around the same time. So like the mm -hmm. animation style, the whole like, just like good kids fighting the good fight and like, oh my God, this is suddenly really dark and like, oh God, they're kids and they're having fun again. So it's a little bit like Soul Eater like that. Mm -hmm. um, I love... Alan and Lena Lee and Lavi is probably my favorite character. She Joyce has no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm, it sounds like an interesting show. Yeah, it's just it's really long. I usually don't watch shows that are over twenty episodes, like twenty six, the standard twenty six episodes. So the fact that I'm doing D Gray Man is a big deal. And then I'm also just finished Card Captor Sakura Clear Card, 
Mm-hmm. And you can ask Joyce, this thing has been a ride. Cardcaptors was my first anime. I relate to it on like a solely spiritual, higher plane <laughs> level. It's my shit. And then Clear Card is just so pure and wholesome and what we deserve after a 20 year hiatus. And I hope they get a season two because they explained nothing. <laughs> like, anyways, yeah, that's Card Captors. It was a very emotional, like, roller coaster for you. It was such a roller coaster. Like, I wasn't even watching it, but I would be next to Lily a lot. And I just remember you either, like, reacting with your hands or, like, pausing it and having to take a deep breath because something happened in the episode that really was hard-hitting for you. Sakura is so stupid! <laughs> like, she's so wholesome, but she's so stupid. I know a lot of protagonists are to I get know. the plot out. A lot of the, like, young female girl, that's what female means, <laughs> like, a lot of the young magical girl types are so stupid and it's really painful to watch, but, like, I would fight for her, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, that just brought up something in my mind. So, another thing that we recently we recently have been watching is Boku no Hero Academia, season 3. And I remember seeing a post the other day on Tumblr that was like, what's so cool about Deku is that he's this optimistic protagonist, just like any other protagonist, but he doesn't look dumb for it. And I was wondering what you thought about that. Deku is so dumb! <laughs> like, people, I've seen people who comment that, like, I guess it's not seen as like a... Because people tend to look down on the characters that are like that, and people don't do that with Deku in that show, but I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I don't know anything about the main character from D.K. Rayman, but I assume he, is he like also optimistic, like, well, young I mean, boy? Like, there's the whole trope in and of itself that like being optimistic means you're stupid because it's the idea that you're like you're putting on blinders to like pain and suffering in the world. <laughs> so like that's why cheery, optimistic characters and real people are just like, what is wrong with you? Don't you know that, like, there's a war in Syria right now? So, like, that's a thing. So, like, yeah, that does make sense. Like, Sakura and Deku aren't actually stupid. They they earn good grades in class, and they survive this long in their crazy worlds that they have to deal with. Mm-hmm. But there are times whenever they're just very ditzy, and you're just like, Deku, no, now <laughs> is not the time to fight. Stand down, man. Mm-hmm. Go. Just yeah. wait. He has no chill. He's no chill. And I think his friends are figuring out that like, oh god, Deku's a threat to himself. So they're helping him calm down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that is our first episode. Woot woot. Alright, so if you want, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Lily underscore Rugo. And you can follow me on YouTube at Joyce's Cookie. Next episode, we're going to be at... KCON! And We're gonna be in New Jersey! Very exciting. Special thanks to DCD Prod for their song Confusion, and thanks to our editors and producers, us. <laughs> <laughs>